The Start On Demand. On demand. Happy New Year's Eve. And on this New Year's Eve, we're going to talk about the forecast because it's actually pretty mild for the next couple of weeks. So what does that mean for the river trail? We'll get the latest from the Forks. Winnipeg business owners say the push to shop local is working. We closed out a year on an amusing note with our weekly Gab with Gabby. Gabrielle Marchand from Global News Morning joined us this morning. We also talked about our favorite New Year's or maybe our least favorite New Year's Eve memories. And what is your favorite party song. I'm Brett McGarry alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. All three of us back together on Monday. This is the Thursday, December 31st New Year's Eve podcast for The Start. And McGarry McNabb is off today. And we want to start on this New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve. So we're going to have some fun this morning. We're making the declaration that during our show, the start, we are not going to discuss COVID 19. We might mention the pandemic, but we're not going to focus on COVID. We want to have some fun, of course. We're still going to, you're going to get the news and information in Jeff Braun's newscast, but we want to have some fun this morning. Greg Mackling, because it's New Year's and uh, let's let's go out on a high note. I agree with you 100%. I think this is an opportunity for us to set the tone for 2021. This is an evening that traditionally we would be, some of us, making plans to dress in our Sunday best in an evening location of our choice and to celebrate heartily. But obviously things are going to be a little bit different this year. And that's quite all right. We're going to reminisce about some of our favorite parties, New Year's Eves of the past. And also uh, we're going to rock it out a little bit uh, on the music side this morning. That's right. That's right. Uh, We want you to text us your favorite party songs. So the song that sort of either kicks the night off or maybe a song that comes on during the course of the evening that really sort of signals to you and to the group that business is about to pick up. The song that gets you going at a party, text us at 204-780-6868 and we're going to play some of your selections throughout the show. Did you say that business is about to pick up? Yeah. That was not good. That, I'm pretty sure that's a JR thing. Jim Ross and WW. Business is about to pick up. I like that very gonna stop much. stop a mud hole. I very much like that reference. I was just about to answer Don's t- Text at 780-780-6868. He says, safe assumption that tomorrow will be a best of. <laughs> yes, very safe <laughs> assumption, Don, yeah. as uh, New Year's Day. Uh, and there won't be any Clay Young tomorrow morning, I don't think, either. Yeah, that's right. Clay uh, Young hosted the Christmas show from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with producer Sky, who's in for Jeff Fortier. Sky, I meant to ask you, you because Clay had something like 30 interview guests mm-hmm. lined up, and you said the phones crashed? They crashed, yeah, about uh, 20 minutes in, for <laughs> for about 20 minutes. It was very scary until Sarah saved the day. Wow. So, uh, so I, I guess for the bulk of that, that was during sports and news. We were safe. There actually was no bottom of the hour news. We just had top of the hour. Oh. But we had enough people on different devices that worked. Um, 
We were lucky. And also, it's Clay. So he can, <laughs> he can, he can handle it. Okay. <laughs> Freewheeling at the best of times. Yeah. <laughs> Flying by the seat of his pants. I, I think he prefers it that way, in fact. He does. So, hey, by the way, question of the day at cjob.com. In a normal year, what do you like to do for New Year's Eve? Go to a fancy shindig? Go out for dinner? Go to or host a house party? Or... Order some pizza and slouch on the couch. Cast your vote at cjob.com. It's brought to you by Mr. Furnace. Don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furnace, 204-832-6243. We'll also throw that up on Twitter, at 680CJOB, where you will also find, courtesy of at GMACWPG, your favorite New Year's Eve memory, Greg, and it harkens back to... 1999. We were in Minnedosa and Sammy Hagar uh, was the performer Friday night up at, uh, what did they call it? Not Rock in the Lake, Rock in the Fields. It was this classic rock weekend at that point. And my buddy John, who was in from Vancouver, says, that's it. We're going to Cabo for New Year's <laughs> Eve. We're going to see Sammy for New Year's Eve. He traditionally does a show uh, on that date, and they limit the tickets. Uh, there were only 400 people in uh, the Cabo Wabo Cantina. And so we went down to Cabo. That was our plan to welcome the new century, uh, Land's End. And we had a party that will never, ever be forgotten. Uh, some of it I, you know, will never, ever have a chance of mem- remembering, but. <laughs> It was uh, one of the best uh, weeks of all time and uh, easily the best New Year's Eve I've ever had. Despite all the fantastic nights I worked in the hospitality industry, some great parties over the years, that'll just simply, plain and simply, never be matched. So we'll talk more. So if you want to see that picture, again, GMACWPG on Twitter. Greg standing next to Sammy Hagar. And you can text us your favorite New Year's Eve memories as well as your favorite party songs. I am holding in my hands a wonderful Christmas gift that you delivered today. It is a children's book (laughs) called The Couch Potato. Yes, sir. Because I'm co-host of The Couch Potatoes with Jeff Braun. From the number one New York Times bestselling team, Jory John and Pete Oswald. Can I just read an excerpt? Please do. Okay, so. I feel like I should be sitting on the floor with my legs crossed whilst you do that yeah but, and and, and if, that's not happening and if i get to do any i i love to read stuff or uh, i love to read month in february i'm going to bring this book with me whether it's uh, in person or uh, virtual so the it it starts with uh, this cute little potato who says i am a potato not a small potato like my brother not a sweet potato like my mother not a mashed potato like my uncle stew i am a couch potato Oh, yeah, it's true. My favorite place to slouch is on the couch. I spend all my free time sitting in this exact spot. (laughs) Ah, and this couldn't be, that could not be more fitting for me because once again, Greg, I, I just keep finding creative ways to fall asleep on my couch. I think last week or the week before I fell asleep like a plank. And described how I was on a 45 degree angle with my feet on the ground and my just like completely straight. And when I woke up two hours later, I couldn't even move. <laughs> and because my back was so stiff. And yesterday, sitting on the edge of the chaise, my feet are on the ground and I just lied back. And I thought, don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to fall asleep. This is around four o'clock. And then sure enough, next thing I know, it was uh, 530. So 
Um, yeah, so this book is awesome. I love it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, it. You are very welcome. Now, what I want to know is all this time that you spend sleeping on your couch, is this just dedication to your craft or is it method acting? I, I'm just not sure. How, how are we going to break you of this habit or are you just so committed to being a couch potato that you're doing it whether you are awake or whether you are asleep. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. I like to think that I have a decent work ethic. So, yes, let's, uh, let's just rope it into that category. <laughs> and we'll go with that. But thanks for the book. And I'm going to take some pictures, maybe some video, and throw that up on my Instagram, at Brett McGarry. You feel free to follow me there. And we would love for you to follow us on Instagram, at 680CJOB, uh, where we have actually linked... The story that we're going to talk about in our next half hour, 10 stories, 10 non-COVID stories that defined Manitoba in 2020. So you can read that through our Instagram and then we'll discuss it at 707 with Global Winnipeg's Alicia Dacey. But right now we want to talk about New Year's Eve memories in case you're just tuning in. Uh, At the top of the show, we talked about how Greg spent... December 31st, 1999, that was the one right before the purported end of the world, right? That's right, Y2K. And so we decided, my brother and uh, my best friend John and I, decided we were going to go to Land's End, Baja, California, Cabo, San Lucas, Mexico. We figured if the you know all the computers in the world decided to shut down, there are worse places to be stuck for the rest of time. (laughs) (laughs) So there was some calculation there, but really the impetus for our visit to uh, Cabo San Lucas was for Sammy Hagar's New Year's Eve party. And right on cue, Sammy came on stage at midnight and it was an incredible experience. And I mark it as my number one New Year's Eve party of all time. I don't think it will ever be beaten, but I confess to you for years, I called... New Year's Eve, the $1,000 night, oh. because I worked in the restaurant industry, and as opposed to going out and spending 250 or $300 on a night out, I would work, and I would make 250 or $300 in tips, and uh, of course, that doesn't add up to $1,000, but you know, with inflation, we could call it the $1,000 night now, and it was some of the best times that you would ever have. Versus going out, because sometimes you use the terminology shindig. (laughs) Sometimes those shindigs can be a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, and it was funny because I I sort of had come to the conclusion that going out for New Year's kind of stinks. But as I thought back to some of the parties I've attended over the years, some of the shindigs are actually pretty cool. Like I think this one would have been in 1998. It was either 97 or 98. But my friends and I went to the convention center because Chris Shepard was DJing. I don't know if that name rings a bell for some of you in the audience, but Chris Shepard was a big DJ, uh, electronic dance music DJ in Canada. He had his series of CDs, Chris, Re- Chris Shepard's Pirate Radio Sessions, and uh, he used to have TV commercials for those. Those are big CDs. And uh, so he filled up the convention center, and it was cool. We were all wearing our formal wear, our Sunday best, as you called it, and just danced to our favorite dance tunes. Uh, so that was fun. The, the the problem, though, with those massive parties is if you separate yourself at all from your friends just to go to the can or to get a drink, 
It takes forever to find them again, right? That, that, that's not unfair. It, it does It does interrupt your evening somewhat. Yeah. And so uh, bigger isn't always better, but it can be a heck of a good time. Yeah, that was fun. And then there was another one actually at the convention center a few years later when Jet Set Satellite was big, the Winnipeg band, and they performed at the convention center. I think it was a Powerball. I'm pretty sure it was a Power 97 uh, sort of presented event. And uh, I wore a purple suit, a purple suit which I had bought for the, the sole purpose of wearing for a Halloween costume to dress up as the Joker. Oh, yes, of course. But uh, as it turned out, it actually looked good on me because pur- purple, I look really, I think I look really good in purple and uh, burgundy style colors. So I put it on and I had a black vest. And there was even one girl there who said, she looked, stopped and looked at me and she said, you know, that shouldn't look good, but you really look good because <laughs> it was purple. It's, it was ridiculous, but uh, I loved it, and uh, I, st- I think I still have it in my closet. I wonder if it still fits. I think it's your uh, tall frame that allows you to pull off some of those more vivid colors and yeah. have you look good. I think so, and, you know, you've got the dark hair, and that, that, that's working, I think. Okay, well, I, I appreciate that. So some of the parties that have gone out to have been good, but some have been really brutal letdowns, and then there's always the problem, especially on a cold night, like, how are you going to get home? Because mm. trying to get a cab on New Year's Eve is a nightmare, and taking the bus, they often offer the, the bus for free, but they, they cut that off typically before the end of those parties, right? Which because is so bizarre. It's probably to avoid the 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 drunkest people, which I can sort of understand. But if, they, if the, the idea is to get people home safely, yes, yeah, I think it would be wise to to keep that that service going later. But yeah, sometimes it's just better to go to a house party, have a house party, or even just stay in. You know, like today I'm going to go see my dad where I'm going to order some Frankie's lasagna for lunch, Mm. go see him, and then I'm going to go home and have a video chat with some of my friends and and probably fall asleep on my couch. Did you ever have the unfortunate New Year's Eve breakup, either for yourself or one of your friends and all the drama that ensues? Because there are, you know, birthdays, Christmas, and then sometimes New Year's, they can be the, and Valentine's Day, of course, can be the demarcation point where it's like, am I really in it to win it? Is this who I want to kiss at midnight? Do I have to get out before 11.59? I personally have not been involved directly in that kind of a situation, but I do remember a party where there was some relationship drama uh, because... Oh, is this from a pirate radio CD? Yes, it is. Oh, this is Technotronic. Move to the Rhythm, I think. Is that the name of the song? I don't know. It's just a long mix. <laughs> yeah, I think this is. Uh, this was also in Dance Mix 95 from Much Music. Sorry, completely derailed <laughs> by the, the techno music. But uh, there was uh, a girl there who was dating one of the guys at the party. But as it turns out, she also had involvement with another one. Uh-oh. And much to the surprise of boyfriend number one. So that I think that was dramatic Ooh. now that I remember. The old uh, two uh, boyfriends in one place scenario. Yeah. Uh, that's not typically working out very well, I don't think. <laughs> no. Certainly not at midnight. <laughs> so text us your New Year's Eve memories. 204-780-6868. And your favorite party songs. That's what we're talking next on this New Year's Eve on the start.
Kling and McGarry. McNabb is off today on this New Year's Eve. Because it's New Year's Eve, we want to know at 204 6868 what is your favorite party song? What's this, Uptown Funk? Sure is. Was this a suggestion from one of our listeners? Yeah. Excellent choice. Thank you for that. Text us 204-780-6868. You know, it's funny, GMAC, as uh, Sky played that Technotronic song, Move It to the Rhythm, which uh, was on Dance Mix 95. Uh, it reminded me that I just got my, like, I have like 40 cassettes, cassette tapes, yes, mixes full of that kind of music from the 90s. And I dug out that box of tapes recently because when we moved from... Polo Park to 201 Portage, we blew out a whole bunch of furniture that we still had at the old station, and one of them was a stereo with a cassette, de- with a tape deck. How does it work? It works great. Fantastic. It's got four speakers. I've got it perched above my uh, cupboards in my kitchen, so whenever I'm doing the dishes, I'm listening to techno music from the mid-90s. I'm sure my neighbors are thrilled. <laughs> well, too bad for them. Uh, <laughs> they, don't, they should just come down and join the dance party. As such, I took a bunch of stuff to the recycling uh, depot the other day. Uh, really long story short, I had one of those uh, multiple disc DVD players, CD combo nation oh, yeah. type dealies, Sony thing. I looked at the guy as I'm putting it on the table at the 4R recycling depot and I go, I'm pretty sure I paid $600 for this thing once upon a time. <laughs> Would you give me five cents for it now? He says, no, it's garbage, man. It's 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 trash. <laughs> Those were a big deal when you had those 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 disc changers, like up to 100 CDs. If you had oh, one, oh gosh, you yeah. were living large. Yeah, you were a big man on campus if you had one of those. So let's go around the horn here and find out favorite party songs. We got Cam Poitras in the sports booth. We got Sky Neller producing in for Jeff Forte, and of course Jeff Braun. Jeff Braun, why don't we start with you? Because uh, I know in the in the past you've made. I think you like ABBA. Is that is that oh, yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I love ABBA. All right. Do you want to set up the song, or should I just fire this? Um, I'll, I'll set it up quickly because it's for me it, at this point in my life, for sure. It is not so much about the song that gets the party started. It's about the song that signals the party is winding down. And for decades, between my friends and I, um, as soon as this song comes on, we know that oh, we can relax now, and it's time to you know start thinking about heading to bed. And it's just the most peaceful easy feeling although it's not that song um but it just it always fills me with that whenever i hear it it makes me think of those parties we used to have when we were growing up and it's uh leonard skinner's freebird okay i'm glad you provided that context because when you sent me this i thought it was a joke like this is your party song so it's my end of the party song which is my favorite part of the party well there's some <laughs> sentimentality to that too so that's a great story and great selection I means a great song but uh yeah like listen to this this doesn't that doesn't really say speak like let's get this party started no that more that's more like okay time to uh, gather my belongings and uh, head for the head for the hills cameron poitras what is your selection well i gotta go with this one superstar Austin Powers, super bad. And of course, it's a song that really gets you, you really get in your kicks. Come on, yes. Want me, want me get it started? I'll get it started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> it's Elaine's song, right? 
Is this what she was dancing to? Sweet Fancy Moses. Oh yeah, little kicks, man. When you see somebody on the dance floor doing little kicks, you know everybody's about to get down. Yes, great choice, man. I love the yeah that, that super bad had an awesome soundtrack, but yeah, yeah. That's this particular tune. And there's another song uh, that's that almost has the exact same opening with that that opening sort of it, I, you're horn right. flurry. You're totally right. I don't know what that one is. But, I uh, it might be Earth, Wind, and Fire, but I'm yeah. not 100% sure on that. If you know, text us, 204-780-6868, because that's also a winner of a song, too. Uh, Producer Sky, what's your choice? Mine, as always, well, for me, nobody else knows, <laughs> is this. It helps if I play it. There it is. Proud Mary, people. Oh, yeah. If it's a wedding or a bar mitzvah, I don't care. This is the only <laughs> song I will dance to. Really? It's the only one, and then I'm done for the night. I can leave. Do you dance like Tina Turner? <laughs> well, dancing is also a strong word, so. <laughs> you got the shoulder shimmy you going get on deep there. Shoulder. Get the deep shoulder. Well action. done. Yeah. Did you know, Sky, that Greg went to see Tina Turner? By, you went by yourself. What? I did. I did. The private dancer tour, I would think it was 16. <gasps> oh. I, uh. I uh, took my stepfather's car without permission oh to go and get goodness. the tickets as well. For a good cause. <laughs> it was all sorts of bad. <laughs> Greg, you want me to fire your song here? Go right ahead, please, sir. So this comes from the same trip to Cabo San Lucas. It's the night before New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve Eve. And we're on one of these party boats. And we're down around Land's End. Los Arcos, we're on the Pacific Ocean, and it's pretty lame, boat cruise. And all of a sudden, this yacht pulls up within about 100 meters of us and start launching water balloons <laughs> at this catamaran that we're on. Well, it was on. The host said, uno momento, por favor. He went downstairs, came up with bags full of limes. Oh, no. We maneuvered the catamaran near the yacht and started pelting this yacht with limes. <laughs> this song came on. The tequila came out. And I think several marriages were destroyed on that boat cruise. <laughs> December 30th, 1999. So this is the party song for me. <laughs> yeah. I remember going to Mexico. Uh, I can't remember. I was 28 years old. And uh, there were some girls from, like, we, we could recognized all the people who were from Winnipeg because we saw them on our plane. And uh, we saw some girls doing some naughty stuff. And then on the, it's sitting in the airport, we overheard them saying, what am I going to tell my boyfriend? <laughs> I'm not like, he's picking me up at the airport. Oh, thank goodness cell phones did not exist in 1999 with video capabilities. Did you have a That's great time, can... dear? Oh, yeah, had a fantastic time. It was great. So relaxed. Oh, we, oh. Just, we just kicked it on the beach. Nothing. We, we kept it pretty calm, pretty mm -hmm. tame, you know? We went down with the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my selection. And this is kind of, I almost feel it's a cheesy selection given the word party is in the title of the song, but. I love it. Party rock. Party rock anthem by LMFAO. Yeah. And then we got another uh, text at 204-780-6868 yeah. from Clint who says shots. 
by LMFAO. It's a, it's a lyrical, the, the lyrical genius of that song is to behold, right? I believe the chorus is shots, 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 shots. That's it? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. an award winner right there, as far as I'm concerned. So text us. 204, Doing it for me. 204-780-6868. Your favorite party songs on this New Year's Eve. Jeff Braun with Global News at 7. Next on The Start. And on this New Year's Eve, there is no question where thousands of Manitobans would traditionally gather on New Year's Eve, Greg. Well, the Forks has been a meeting place for thousands of years, and for the past couple of decades, it has been home to one of the best places to ring in the New Year. Claire Mackay is Vice President of Strategic Initiatives at the Forks. Claire joins us now. Good morning, Claire. Good morning. And a happy preemptive uh, New Year to you. Clearly not the New Year's Eve prep you are used to, but what is happening at the Forks tonight? Um, yeah, it's definitely not our normal New Year's Eve. Um, so there is no uh, show tonight actually on site and no live fireworks. But what we have done is created a virtual New Year's Eve that you can watch anytime after five o'clock tonight. Um, it's a half hour show. It's pretty awesome um and it features all local talent boogie the beat sebastian gaskin andrina turin um leanne zacharias and then we finish it off with fireworks from archangel that were shot in a desolate farmer's field about a week ago um but what's great about it is you can then you know if you have little kids you can watch it over dinner time um you can watch it whenever you'd like so uh doing our best to still focus on local talent and all of the amazing uh people in our province and bring something to folks that um you know may have not much to do tonight (laughs) So that's at theforks.com, and it's right there on the homepage. There's a link to the virtual New Year's Eve where you'll be able to find that. Also on the minds of many Manitobans, warmer weather something is something we don't send back this time of year in these parts, but how will the weather forecast, as mild as it is, and should it come to fruition, affect the planned opening of the River Trail? Um, it shouldn't, in in short. Um, you know, there's been enough uh, cold temperatures in the last month to allow the, the river to freeze um, appropriately and allow us to get equipment down there. And we are so close uh, to being able to open the first portion of the Centennial River Trail, I would say very shortly. Um, and I think it's important to note that this is around the normal time that we generally open and we never get to our full length. Um, until about the third week of January. So right now, there are definitely still some open portions on the red. So we aren't even looking at the red right now. But in most parts, is looking really, really great. So we're really excited to be able to offer that as an amenity to Winnipeggers who are really looking to do something. <laughs> yeah, well, lots of people already taking advantage of the, the River Walk and a spectacular place to walk in the day, in the evening as well. And there are already places for you to skate. There most definitely are. In Arctic Glacier Winter Park, we've now reached our full length for the trails there. There's just over a kilometer. There's a gigantic uh, rink in front of CN Stage, as well as the smaller canopy rink. 
Um, what's important to note for that is that because of code red restrictions, the current restrictions, um, you, you're going to need to plan to change your skates outside um, because the building is not open and can't be open at the moment. Uh, and we don't have any skate rentals right now because of uh, code red restrictions. So just know that in advance and be prepared but you don't have to skate you can also walk we've got beautiful lights all the way throughout the site um, as well as music at, at both the stage and um, at the canopy the lights really are uh, quite spectacular and at least at least once a day on my so various social media feeds I see somebody inevitably walking through that kind of that sort of rainbow tunnel. Uh, it, looks, yep. yeah, it looks like something out of like a uh, rainbow road on a super Mario Kart game or something <laughs> like that, but it's gorgeous. It must be a lot of fun for you guys to, to put that together. Yeah. In a year that's been, you know, anything but normal and where our mission statement of being a meeting place has really, we've been kind of topsy turvy um, when it comes to that. Um, it definitely feels good to be able to bring people safely together to, Connect even if it's in your own households um, in a way that that feels meaningful. Well, and uh, this is just an editorial on my part, Claire. Just the the whole idea that the fork seemed to, in the last four or five years, really recapture its stature and its prominence as a gathering place for Manitobans, for Winnipegers, and for those visiting the city. It's probably a little bit frustrating, but there are curbside pickups available for some of your faves that you usually find at the forks. Yeah, yeah. A lot of our tenants have have really um, they're just trying to hang on, just like everybody in the in the restaurant industry in particular. Um, but yeah, we have curbside pickups. Our website um, will tell you who's open and where you can order from. And you know, hopefully, in the new year, we'll we'll move more back towards um, our normal, whatever whatever that normal looks like for however long it is, um, and continue to pivot and hopefully be able to bring people back uh, together. Claire McKay, Vice President of Strategic Initiatives at The Forks, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Claire, thank you for this, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. So once again, if you want to see the virtual New Year's Eve, starts after you can see it anytime after 5 o'clock at theforks.com. And as you heard, regarding the River Trail, nothing to panic about. They're very close to opening the first leg, and she says it's usually not until the third week of January before they can uh, start extending the trail. So... Looks like we'll be in good shape to get that trail open soon, GMAC, and uh, hopefully, finally, I can fulfill that pledge, although I don't own skates. What size are you? I was just thinking about that because uh, obviously we can't rent for you, so I'm going to have to source some skates. I know your shoes are about a size 17. So. <laughs> that is not even close. It's like something <laughs> like between a 10 and a half and 11. Okay, so then I've got skates for you at uh, at Casa de Mackling. We'll we'll get you suited up, bud. Okay, yeah, look, I, I want to try it. I want to try it, although I, I fear Kristen mentioned this the other day on text that she doesn't want to look like Bambi. Once upon a time, she was an excellent skater, but she's scared that she'll go out there and yeah. be just flailing around like Bambi. I honestly believe, I honestly say it's like riding a bike yeah. Skating and riding a bike. They say you never forget how to ride a bike if you've ever done it. Skating, you'll like that, man. You'll be right back to your Wayne Gretzky like so. Oh, yeah. I could skate, but that's it. I, I couldn't turn, couldn't stop, couldn't go backwards. Well, it was just basically thing, just straight line. Well, then the river trail's the perfect <laughs> spot for you. <laughs> There are 
some incredible medical institutions and institutes of higher learning in our community. Our next guest has raised the profile of one such institution, which opened 33 years ago last July. It combines medical research and higher learning for those conducting research there, and it has become one of the best places to do medical research anywhere in Canada. The Albrechtson Research Centre at St. Boniface Hospital, as it's known now, began with just a handful of hand-picked researchers today says goodbye to a gentleman who has been a part of its evolving history since day one. He is the outgoing executive director of research at St. Boniface Hospital. We say a hearty good morning to Dr. Grant Pierce. Good morning, Dr. Pierce. Good morning. The last day at St. B, uh, could you have ever imagined there being a last day for you at St. B? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) maybe on different terms (laughs) uh yeah it's been obviously it's been an honor to uh serve here uh serve both saint boniface hospital and university in this capacity but uh you know sometimes uh there comes a time when uh uh Smarter heads prevail, and somebody else has to come in and do the job, but uh, bring some new energy and new ideas, and uh, yeah, it's time. So, Dr. Pierce, can you give us the Coles Notes version of the uh, the history of the Research Center? Oh, boy. The the, the Research Center started in, uh, well, it would have started about in 80, I think it was built in 86. By the time uh, we came in uh, in 87, I think there were six of us who came in in 87. Dr. Dalla, Dr. Single, Dr. Cardami, uh, Dr. Panagia, um, and and myself. I'm sure I'm missing somebody there and I'm going to get killed. Um, uh, We came in and then just gradually built floor by floor by floor. Uh, where I'm sitting right now is up on the fourth floor, and it was a complete. Um, it was just. It was just a, a concrete floor here. I ran around the research building. I remember using it as a track uh, up until about oh 1995, 98, somewhere in there. <clears throat> but we we built it uh, literally floor by floor and program by program. And that was a smart thing to do over the years because we did it as we had the finances available and uh, the vision available for each research program and the people available because ultimately any research program is really the people. And uh, we have some great scientists here, as you said, some of the best in Canada, some of the best in the world. And um, yeah, it, it's it's been a, it's been a special time to see how it's how it's evolved over the years, and um, it's it's been fun. And, and you know, uh, Dr. Pierce, you're not he- from Manitoba. You're from Welland, Ontario, originally, but you've become a Winnipegger, and it's become an excuse, a reason, if you like, for many world-class researchers, as you mentioned, to come to Winnipeg, but also some world-class researchers that may have otherwise ended up in other locales to come back home and to ply their trade in our city, in our province. No, there's no question. We have great researchers, and occasionally we'll lose them. Uh, We feel good about that because people try to to steal away our best researchers. But because the research infrastructure here, provided by primarily the donations we receive from the public, 
is so good that most people want to stay. And, uh, you know, I'm a prime example. I've been here since the very start. And um, as as Dr. Naranjan Dallas said years ago when he recruited me here, um, we, we promise you love. And it, it really is a, a unique environment of a great companionship, collegiality, and collaboration, and I think that's relatively rare, and and so it's a great place to work, and a great place to to advance, you know, the the science that every one of us want to do, and and make people healthy and uh, make the advances we want. Also joining us this morning is a fellow who co-hosted the Health Report on these airwaves for over five years. And we aim to tell the stories of those researchers and the incredible work going on at St. Boniface Hospital. And we say good morning to Chuck LaFleche. Good morning, Chuck. Morning, and I'm so happy that we have Grant Pierce, who appeared on our show more than any other guest. He was the Topo Gigio of our show. Well, we always joked about that, the Ed Sullivan reference, for those of you old enough, Topo Gigio, wasn't actually the guest who appeared on the Ed Sullivan show the most. Do you know who appeared the most? Chuck LaFleche? Wayne and Schuster with 58 appearances. Topo Gigio only appeared 50 times. They were the second. Thank you you for sharing that with me. Grant Pierce, Dr. Pierce is in that category. I I can be considered a good comedian, yes. (laughs) Chuck, just talk about, for those that maybe never heard the show, uh, the history of it and and, and the stories that, that we aim to tell and why we did it. Yeah, it was great. So uh, I, had the, uh, I had the pleasure of being the uh, CEO of the St. Boniface Hospital Foundation for seven years and quickly learned that one of the things that I needed to raise money for was research. And so I really enjoyed uh, got getting to know Dr. Pierce, and, uh, and we did some fun things together. We, we raised some uh, serious uh, money, including getting Mr. Albertson, God rest his soul, to contribute $5 million, and his name now is now on the, on the building. That was a, a very magical time and magical day and yeah so frankly uh, i i always thought that the research center at st b was our secret sauce like you, you know there was you could be a great hospital and there's many great hospitals but the, i found that our secret sauce was the fact that we were attached to to a, a, a world-class research center that constantly won awards as as uh, in in canada you know either ranked top 10 or t- number one in the west in terms of uh, in terms of research and uh, affiliated to a great university, and it, it really adds, I think, to to the to the campus and to the to the spirit of the of the institution. And, and Dr. Pierce led uh, that institution for 15 years, despite his youthful appearance. So um, it's uh, it was a lot, it was a great great uh, great part of my career. So, Dr. Pierce, what's next for you? Well, it's back to the laboratory. So uh, for the next few years anyway, I'll be back into the laboratory working with the uh, indomitable uh, Chuck LaFleche. Uh, we, have some, we have some work to do uh, to try to find some new drugs uh, to combat uh, antimicrobial resistance. And uh, we're pretty excited about that going on. Of course, my flax research will continue as well. So um, that's definitely going to keep me busy and just being a university professor. So. 
it'll be fun. Okay, as typical, uh, Dr. Pierce is much too yeah. humble to really go into detail here. We kind of have to drag it out of him. So, Chuck, uh, <laughs> Dr. Pierce is the founder I'm of... I'm a Vi- wine and shoes to comedian. Thank you. <laughs> Viotica Life Sciences. Dr. Pierce is the founder. You are the CEO. And uh, Viotica is uh, just one venture in this realm in biomedical research and uh, that that's really going to help put manitoba on another map why don't you uh, give us the the elevator pitch on viotica yeah and, and what people uh, don't realize i certainly didn't is that about about 15 years ago big pharma basically got out of the the game of of discovery and and they basically now take you know patents and they take they take something that's already been discovered to market. So the, so now the role of discovery has been left to academia. So 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 the story of uh, the story of Viotica is very much the story of how most drugs come to the marketplace. And so Dr. Pierce and his colleagues in, in an academic setting, funded by you know federal research dollars, came up with what we think is the solutions to to AMR, to antimicrobial resistance, which is a for those of you that don't know, if this is not solved, and doc, this is a stat Dr. Pierce told me three years ago that stuck with me, by 1950, this will kill more people than all cancers combined, and it'll cost the, the economy about $100 trillion. I think he told me it was 38 times the GDP of the UK. So this would make the current pandemic you know, pale in comparison. So, so, so that got my interest. <laughs> and so, so what I've had the pleasure of doing over the last... 18 months to, to two years with Dr. Pierce is taking a fully, a fully publicly funded academic venture and as of April 1 this year, officially move it into the private realm. So we, we raised $2.5 million from, from, from uh, uh, investors and, and, that's, and that's how this works, right? You, you take something from academia, you convince the, the, the private sector industry to invest in it, you, can't, you privatize it, you put, you know, we may need to put 10, 20 million into this venture before we pass it on to probably big pharma. So it's, uh, it's been fascinating for me to, to watch this whole process take place from discovery to, to uh, you know, the, the four or five steps you, you need to, to do to come to, a, to get to a drug. And with the pandemic and with COVID-19, people are really in tune with this, right? And, so, and we're finding that there's a lot of, uh, lot of research money available because of the, of the pandemic. People are realizing we can't just let these things, you know, not be resolved. We need to solve big world problems like antimicrobial resistance. Well, lots of excuses to speak with. Chuck LaFleche, the CEO of Viotica and the founder of Viotica Life Sciences, Dr. Grant Pierce, the outgoing, his last day today as Executive Director of Research at St. Boniface Hospital. Dr. Pierce, thanks for all you've done in putting Winnipeg on the map, and we look forward to uh, years more of conversation with you, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, CGOB has been outstanding. Obviously, the health report has been a huge part of that, and uh, and Chuck uh, as well. It's been just a, a great pleasure to work with the two of you, and uh, and I look forward to uh, all the good things that will come out in the future. I'm sure we're going to have a much better 2021. I wish everyone a happy, happy new year. Dr. Grant Pierce, Chuck LaFleche, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Gentlemen, thank you to you both, and Happy New Year to you both. After 9.35, normally we do this Fridays at 9.05, but we're not here tomorrow, so at 9.35, we're going to talk to our pal Gabrielle Marchand from Global News Morning, our weekly Gab with Gabby. Nice.
Yeah, I just thought, you know, what's the what's a like a surefire lock way to end our year, at least on the air, on a happy note? Let's just get Gabby in here, and she'll make us both laugh. Love it. Hopefully. Good call. We're putting some pressure on her. It's going to be like, <laughs> make me a bicycle clown. <laughs> well, it's like uh, we just spoke with Dr. Grant Pierce, and we mentioned the fact that he was the number one guest on the health report over almost 10 years of doing that show. He appeared more than anyone, and we always joke that he was the topo gigio <laughs> of the show. Ed Sullivan's uh, second most prolific guest was topo gigio. Number one was... Wayne and Schuster, who had an incredible variety show on CBC for years and years. And I was thinking about it during the break that that would be it would have been a lot of pressure for Dr. Pierce to have been Wayne and Schuster. <laughs> so uh, we went with Topo Gigio instead. And I do not have any idea. I think Topo Gigio was a puppet or something, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. So it's not that much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'm looking that up right now. Before Topo Gigio. Topo Gigio was the lead character of a children's puppet show mm. on Italian television <laughs> in the early 1960s. <laughs> so there you go. I'm not exactly sure why uh, that puppet ended up being the most uh, prolific or second most prolific guest on on the uh, Ed Sullivan Show. Do you know who the number one guest was who made the most appearances on The Tonight Show? No. Some guy named Joey Bishop. Now, he did most of his without uh, appearance. Like, was it Jack Parr? Okay. That hosted before um, before Johnny Carson. But then it was Joan Rivers, which okay. wasn't a surprise to me. Bob Newhart is in the top five. And along with, do you remember David Brenner, the stand-up comedian? Yeah. Yeah, great big giant teeth. It felt like, <laughs> it felt like David Brenner was on that program like once a week, and it's not really my imagination. He made 70 appearances on the program and just uh, to round out the trivia on the late night talk shows the number one uh, guest with the most appearances on david letterman absolutely shocked me do you know who it was i don't know dennis rodman uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just getting no it's not dennis rodman but. regis regis philbin okay, appeared yeah. 136 times and number two was the guy from the columbus zoo jack Hannah. Oh, yeah. He was great when he would be on Letterman. Oh, he was fantastic, right? 75 times. Tony Randall rounded up the top three uh, with 70 <laughs> appearances on David Letterman. Anyway, just some of the crazy research we do on this show <laughs> to get to get ready for, for one segment. <laughs> for those of us who think we walk in at 5.59 and leave at 10.01, no, 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 no. There's there's very hard, serious work going on <laughs> from 3.30 until, until 5.59. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, a lot of it is fun. You know, like today I was pulling audio from the trailer for season three of Cobra Kai on Netflix and the trailer for Vikings, which starts tomorrow, but we still got to get here and do that stuff. So. Exactly. Hey, the traditional hustle and bustle of holiday shopping came to life this year in the form of online orders and curbside pickups. And Winnipeg business owners asked us to shop local, and it seems many did. Global's Joe Scarpelli has more. Honey producer Brad Hogg is the owner of local business Faith Apiaries. There's been no playbook for 2020, uh, so... We just have to throw things at the wall, and what sticks is what we go with. More than 50% of his business comes from gift and farmer's markets, but those got cancelled. So heading into the holiday season, the beekeeper was worried he was going to get stung. But to his surprise, honey sales have been pretty sweet. We go to the markets because the customers are there. 
So now we go to their home because they're there. We went into December, orders skyrocketed. Similar story for Amber Nemeth, the owner of clothing line Haymat & Company. She had a bunch of stock with nowhere to sell until all of a sudden. It's been incredible. Like I, we were busy. We, I had, you know, my husband, my brother-in-law, my mom out doing deliveries because we just couldn't keep up. Like I can't get across like how that feeling, right? That people want your stuff. So what happened? The business owners say the push to shop local during the coronavirus pandemic has been working. Websites like goodlocal.ca popped up, providing a one-stop online shop for Manitoba vendors. And the community bought in. I felt a real change. Tara Garcia co-owns herbal skincare company Mama Pacha. She too considers herself lucky to have benefited from the push to buy at home and hopes the trend continues. While the dollar value might not make up for previous sales years, the, the push to local I think has really forced people to change their thinking. Joe Scarpelli, Global News. Now that's great that uh, some businesses are thriving. You know, I would imagine uh, a smaller retailer or a smaller clothing line that's getting flooded with orders, that's going to be good for them. But when you look to, for example, uh, and I'm just using this as an example of, of of how a business model suddenly has to change. I had a, a purchased a book from Chapters. Uh, tried to find it locally, but I wasn't able to get my hands on it. So I went to Chapters, and um, the lineup to pick up the books when I went was 150 cars long. So I just I parked my car across the street and I walked over, and I was able to wait 10 minutes. But so they, even though they were going constantly, it was like a beehive. We heard bees referenced in that story. They with clerks coming in and out, in and out, in and out, doing drop offs. They they're working harder, but they're still not moving nearly as much product. No. And McNally Robinson, also Chris Hall has spoken to the media about that, saying, like, look, we're not set up to be an online retailer, so we're working way harder. And it's great that we're busy, but we're not making nearly as much money as we normally would. Because normally in a regular year, you'd have 20, 30, 40 people in line buying X number of books in way less time than they are now. Yeah, so you control that lineup a little bit. It's the customer who's doing most of the waiting around. And with the curbside pickup and you get those delivery windows or pickup windows when you can slide by and get your stuff. Uh, I've had nothing but an extraordinary and excellent experience either with delivery of goods or picking stuff up, especially with the independent locally owned businesses. The only troubles I've had in terms of getting stuff was in fact from the aforementioned chapters stuff that i ordered the last week including the book that i gave you this morning brett yeah i ordered that in early december i think it was december 2nd yeah and it just came two days ago that package of stuff whereas the local stuff that i've ordered has come and it's been absolutely pleasant if not delightful experience and i know that this is not the way a lot of places wanted to deliver their goods and their experience but 
I have to believe those who survived and many who we're hearing are thriving in this shift in the economy and how we have to do things are going to benefit long term because now they have that infrastructure to deliver their goods either via mail, courier, pickup, curbside or otherwise that maybe they didn't have in place before. And this is going to sort of nudge them quite dramatically into the digital age. And I, I think that if we can find anything positive out of this for business, that would be it. And another positive, too, is hopefully some of these customers are new customers and then they become repeat customers. And totally then they spread agree. the word yep. uh, because, you know, like I've been, I, I talk about all the various local clothing brands that I wear and I'm happy to be a repeat customer with those. And I hope to investigate more and find some more. And uh, I just, I think it's great that people are looking to to shop local and there's just so much neat stuff, like the, the, a lot of the stuff that you can get locally or that's cre- either created locally or sourced or whatever. It's just like super neat stuff that you can't necessarily find. Some of it's unique. Like I had, uh, so I got you that bomber painting. Right. His daughter. So Rob, who painted that bomber thing for you, his daughter does glass artwork. And then I had, him make, I had her make uh, a Michael Myers thing for my buddy Kent for Christmas, much to his wife's chagrin because she hates Michael Myers. <laughs> so. That's your job as the best friend, though, right? Is yeah. to, to anger and, and uh, get under the skin of, of the wife of your best friend. Yeah. Isn't that your job? Well, kind of. And I even told her when we did a video chat on uh, Christmas Day, I said, I got to admit, part of the reason I got this, I, I did it primarily because Kent likes Halloween and Michael Myers, but I also partly did it because I knew it would drive you insane. <laughs> what were the percentages there? 75, 25, 60, I'd say about 40. 60, 40, yeah. <laughs> Good for you, Brett. And there, they, I, I also gave in strict instructions. I need video recorded evidence of the reactions of both. Mm. So they, they each passed their phone to their boys, and uh, they, I got his reaction on tape oh, and her reaction on tape. <laughs> And that made it, that was, her reaction was so angry and disgusted. So I was like, Merry Christmas to all. (laughs) Two cameras, shoot. (laughs) You have a future in filmmaking yet, McGarry. is off today on this New Year's Eve. Producer Sky, who selected the new Radicals for their favorite party song? Our very own Gabrielle Marchand. Whoa, whoa wow. look at that. Gabby Marchand, great selection. Hello there, how are you? Good morning. I wish I had a shot of Fireball right now because this song puts me in party <laughs> mode. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I suggested that uh, <laughs> to describe the party song as either the, the song that kicks the party off or the song that really lets you know that business is about to pick up, that it's time to do some fireball shots and pass out on the floor. Not that I've done that before. So. Never. No. And if you have, we shan't speak of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's unspoken. And here's the thing with, uh, with Gabby. Normally we catch her at the end of her workday. Today we're catching her at the beginning of the workday and the 
The thirst for alcohol is exactly the same at either day uh, of her either end of her workday. This I, is fabulous. I know for a fact that management is in a meeting right now, um, so they're probably not listening. So I feel like I'm okay to say that. Just to be clear, I'm not drinking at work. I am reporting today for Global News at six, so I will be professional. Yeah, it was lonely here when I got here Tuesday morning. I thought, it's so quiet around here. Like, it's normally pretty quiet anyway. There's only about 10 people on a typical morning. But uh, I walked around because our FM teams are off this week. And then I run, went around the corner and I thought, oh, Gabby's not in her seat. Maybe she's putting on her makeup. And I looked around. I'm like, oh, Corey's not there either. There's no Rudy. There's no, no, who, what's happening here? So what, for, what is happening with Global News Morning this week? We took a little hiatus. We're back next week. So I will see you sans makeup, looking haggard as heck. <laughs> At 4 a.m., smiling at you, but uh, tired eyes. Yeah, not haggard. Just morning, that's all. Okay, okay. So that was a good party song that you chose. Uh, great new, I love that song. Um, what about you guys? I want to hear your choices. Oh, well, mine was, uh, hang on a second here. I'll just pull it back up. I've got the audio here right now. Oh, I got it. Darn it, I'm, I moved locations so that I could see Gabby. Oh, Sky had it queued up. Look at that. Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. I feel like it's almost a cheat because party is in the title. Yeah. But I don't care. We'll Why go is with that it. a cheat? I don't know. It just feels lazy. That's is it the shot, 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 shots one? That we, we, uh, that's another one. Somebody did suggest that. Shots. Yeah, it's a great lyrical content of that. I love that tune as well. And then Greg... This was... Uh, oh, is this the shot song? It is. I was saving it Turn for it later. up. Nothing like a little speak talking. We don't sing, we speak talk. Shot, shot, shots. Shots, 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 shots. Everybody. Yeah, see, that's wonderful. It's very wholesome. It's a good family song. I actually do not think I can play any more of it. So. Uh, yeah, I better turn it off. I can't remember the, the, the rest of the lyrics for that song. Well, those are the only lyrics that matter. That's when you round up the fam anyway. The fam, mom, dad, let's do some shot, 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 let's shots. Let's belly up to the bar and have a few shots of this. And this was Greg's song. I'm detecting a theme for this particular segment. Yikes. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. You cannot have fun without alcohol. That's not the message here. Hey, We're definitely not. not. But 2020 was a dumpster fire, so let's leave it behind. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh... I don't know. Are you, is there anything you're looking forward to in 2021, Gabby? I don't really believe in making resolutions, but I'm curious if others are doing them. I am actually making a few minor resolutions this year. I want to spend a little bit less time on social media, get my affirmation other places. I've been kind of starting that with Instagram. Just, you know, I mean, and I still go there for all the puppy pictures. Yeah. That's where I get my puppy fix every day and melted cheese on things fix as well. Yeah. But uh, also, I'm trying to make less eye contact with people in other vehicles. When I'm driving, I'm notorious for turning to the side and looking at people in the cars beside me. And then there's that awkward interaction where, like, they're kind of smiling and you're smiling. And then what do you do? And then the light's lasting such a long time. And, oh, now I have to look at them again. And then I keep looking back at them. And then they get freaked out. <laughs> Less looking at people in other cars in 2021. Those are my resolutions. It's like when you do the long goodbye oh. somewhere. You haven't seen someone all night. This is a great Larry David move, and it's one that I've employed in the past. <laughs> you do the long goodbye. Oh, I, I 
Jeez, I didn't know you were here. I wish we had a chance to to visit a little bit more. I hope you've had a great year. Look forward to seeing you next year. We'll have to get together for a drink, and then you're on your way out of the building, and you end up meeting either at the elevator or at the parking garage, and you've already done the long goodbye. What are you going to talk about now? You you, you can't you can't go back. <laughs> So you're now in this no man's land of conversation. <laughs> That's when you fake amnesia and pretend you didn't say goodbye and you don't know who they are. Fair enough. Surprise move. <laughs> Just full on, I don't know you. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that, that uh, long, awkward uh, sit at the, at the light when you've made eye contact with the person in the vehicle next to you, it, it's extra disturbing at 3.45 a.m., no question. <laughs> Especially if you're wearing a balaclava. Now, with the social media stuff, I mean, because so because you, you're not super active in terms of what you post on Instagram, but do you spend you, you find you just spend a lot of time like sort of scrolling through it? I used to put a lot in my stories and I think I think I'm funnier than I am. And I'm starting no, you, to realize no, 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 no. you're less funny. No, you're, you're more funny than you think you are. OK, but I mean, I feel like not everybody needs to see my dumpster fire of a life all the time. So I'm just trying to lay off the stories a bit. I'm going to enjoy other people's posts, but I also want to enjoy living like I want to enjoy the moments without feeling like, oh, I need to take a photo of this or I need to share this with strangers. You know what I mean? I just want to live I want to live. Yeah. I swear I, I really didn't have any fireball this morning before this segment. <laughs> Are you guys making any resolutions? I don't do resolutions either. Not not because it's January 1st. Like uh, I made a resolution, which I've already broken, not intentionally. I made, uh, I resolved in the first week of December when I took a week off where I was kind of wondering like, what am I going to do? There's nothing to do. And it turns out that's exactly what I needed. And part of the thing that, helped me that week is I actually got some proper rest because I do not get to bed on time pretty much ever. And, uh, I've already thrown that away. Like last night I I was up till 1130. So I wasn't happy when I woke up this morning. So I need to start getting to bed a little bit earlier because I felt I took a nap and that's, that's the problem. I'm not a good napper. I need to get myself to a point where I can just stay up till like 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. and then just go to bed super early and get seven or eight hours of sleep. Power through. Yeah, that's that's basically what it was this morning. I just came in like, oh, God, I'm in pain. But that means it's going to be a fun show. Usually when we're punchy and tired, yep. that's when we have more fun. You did a great job of that. And uh, I don't do resolutions either. I, I, I just, the, the whole notion of them kind of, uh, ma- it makes me batty. But let me tell you, the Blue Bombers and Zuike, our friends at Zuike, teamed up with Andrew Harris, and they did that check-in challenge. And it's something that I've been trying to do since November, just check on people that I haven't spoken to in a while. And I have to tell you, on Christmas Eve, I got together with three of, three of my best friends on the planet. We all live in different cities. I'm in Winnipeg. Uh, my one buddy's a teacher in Brandon. My other buddy lives in Calgary. And my other buddy, uh, Rick Bolin, who we've had on this program as an author, uh, lives in Colorado. And we got together for a Zoom call on Christmas Eve for 90 minutes and we did the math backwards, trying to figure out when the last time all four of us were quote unquote together. We figure it could have been as long as 26 years. Wow. That the four of us shared a conversation at once. 
Um, we've been, of course, together separately, but not all four of us at the same time. So that's something I'm intending to continue into 2021, just reconnecting with people that have been an important part of my past and, and just uh, checking in with them, making sure that things are going all right with them and maybe rekindling some of those friendships. That's, that's great. A, that's a beautiful one. That is a beautiful initiative. Well, thank you, Gabby. Slightly more frivolous, real quick, before I get out of here and get out of your hair. I'm watching this show on Netflix where the main character, she's this matriarch kind of gangster, and she calls everybody baby, but she she does it really well. Like, she'd be like, okay, Sky baby, okay, Greg baby. Do you think I can get away? Like, can I pull that off without getting pulled in by HR? I... Try it. I'm curious. To, I, I'm curious to find out how that goes. Don't like you? at Subway, you'd be like, "Okay, Subway lady, baby." <laughs> Which show is that? Is that Animal Kingdom? It's Animal Kingdom. You knew it. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen the show, but you're you're based on your description of the matriarch gangster. I'm like, I, she's watching Animal Kingdom. That's a, a revered show. A lot of people like that show. So. Oh, it's so good, baby. Uh, okay. <laughs> on that note, why don't we say goodbye and happy New Year to Gabrielle Marchand? She is baby. the host of Global News Morning, which will be back on Monday. I presume. Hopefully, babies. Happy New Year. <laughs> okay. I yeah, don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't I think, think you I like better, it. Yeah, don't, I'm going to leave it in this room. Leave it in 2020. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think. And hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global. And on Instagram, at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.